0: Welcome to the Global Market Outlook 2023 brought to you by RBC Capital Markets. In this audio cast, you'll hear insights from Nitin Babar and John Coles, global co-heads of Equity Capital Markets, along with Duncan Smith, co-head of European ECM and Corporate Broking, and Justin Grimman, Managing Director and Head of Equity Capital Markets Australia as they talk about their outlook for the year ahead.
1: Let's uh, take out the crystal balls now and talk about 2023. Uh, Maybe John start with you. Uh, It would be good to
0: uh, touch on convertibles as well. Yeah, it's a perfect segue I think 23 will be the year of Balance it will be the year of throw away the old playbook It'll be the year of creativity. So what do I mean by that specifically? We will see a return of IPOs, in my opinion. They will come from a very diverse sector group rather than the skew that we've seen historically, which had been dominated by tech and healthcare, both representing roughly 20 to 25% of the market in the last five years. I think it will be much more balanced. I think we will see the return of convertibles in large fashion, not just in the market overall, but even in support of IPOs. When we all grew up in this markets, it wasn't uncommon to see an IPO alongside of a mandatory convertible or an IPO alongside of a convertible preferred to try to bridge the gap of the size needs and the balance for yield and growth within the investor dynamic. I think we'll see more of that, and I think that will be quite healthy. The convertible market has been $65 billion or so per year in the U.S., and historically, half of that in any given year came from tech. Again, in our theme of balance, I think we'll see that spread more out among other sectors. It will likely be back end loaded. It will likely still need to work out what signposts we need to pass to provide the stable environment that we need for IPO issuance. But we all know that when it does begin to open up, it will open up very quickly. It will open up in a way that uh, the advice that you have given on be ready be ready to hit windows, and be ready to act decisively and creatively. Uh, all those things will happen in a way that I believe that the back half of 23 for sure, and uh, I'm gonna be the optimist and say we're gonna start seeing IPO volume in Q2 of 23 with the real acceleration in the back
2: half of 23. Yeah. Look, I have very similar observations. I think the advice that we've been given to our clients is similar to the advice you've been given to yours. Be ready, be available, Think about hitting windows when you can get there. I think that we start off in 23 with more follow-on issuance for existing companies. That's always where we start when we start to see ECM activity come back for obvious reasons, perceived as lower risk. The IPOs clearly will be following that. Whether or not it's Q2 for Europe, I think maybe it might be slightly later. Maybe take the lead from the United States. But it could be Q2, but I certainly think second half of 23, there is a big pipeline of transactions of good businesses, established businesses that are just waiting for a slight market improvement. Yes, your points, John, are absolutely spot on about valuation. You know, people may have to get used to a slightly different valuation paradigm, but ultimately the markets, I think, will be there for executability. If we see some of these signposts that we started to see from the US CPI, if we see a few more of those come through in Q1 23, and I note that we, as a house, have peak rates coming through in Q1 23, by the time we get through some of that, I think we do start to see the pickup first in follow-ons, and IPO is probably second half for us, I think, in Europe.
1: Yeah, so I can't resist because being an ex-convert guy, I don't think of myself as an ex-convert guy, but I am a convert guy at heart. I'm going to say that this year is different in convertibles than any other year that people remember the last 12 years. Because normally when equity markets are down, convert markets are rocking. We saw that in 2020, we saw that in 2009. Um, but we also had something different this time around, and that's rates going up. And so everybody's footing was loose, um, and convert markets hadn't seen that, whereas uh, in the past, uh, the, the coupons could be so low um, uh, that, that it would make a lot of sense. So it's, it's an interesting uh, point that then goes segue to my next point is, as we think about next year, I think I'm going to go back to the macro first. And the macro that we need, the backdrop that we need for investors to make decisions are stability, the, the word we've used a lot here, but some transparency as to where we think rates are going to be. And I'd note that despite the focus on the Fed and the increase in rates in the near term, Long-term rates continue to be at fairly attractive levels. And you look at where the 30-year is, it's, not, it's just over 4% uh, last I checked. And so I think the opportunity cost of being in equities can be quite high for long-duration investors. And so I do think that if we see some sort of concept of stability in longer-term rates, that will bring positive fund flows into mutual funds and and sort of bridge that bleed that we've seen over this year. And away from the things, the exogenous shocks to the system can always get us, um, I do think that we're going to start to see more normal course activity. Now, I'm not going to pick which quarter, but I'm hoping it's going to be sooner. You
0: heard Duncan and I sooner, g- give a quarter. Sooner I mean, in the year th- than Q2. I we're think, going to uh, put you, Q1, you're on Q1. the record. I'm Q1. on the record okay. in Q1. Boom.
1: We're going to see more activity in Q1 on the basis that we have some of these core dynamics of macro off to the periphery of the conversation that investors are having. Um, and and I think we will see uh, a lot more M&A related financings and in our world, everything is bought. So we're there, we're happy to support our clients and we're happy to take risk.
2: There you have it, Q1 in Canada, Q2 in the United States, Q2 stroke H2 in Europe. All
3: right, there well, it is. No
0: Justin, what's your prediction for 2023 in
3: APAC? Well, I would have to start out by saying that much of what each of you have just discussed is also very applicable to the Australian market. I think maybe the thing to add is that we are still looking for greater visibility of the impact of the rapid rise in rates on the underlying economy and, in particular, company earnings here in Australia. February reporting season should start to show the shape of these trends for many Australian corporates and ECM activity generally picks up after this. A resilient reporting season should support equity markets and issuance. We've continued to see some really strong activity in the secondary markets throughout 2022. Yes, volumes have been lower, but transactions have definitely been supported. And I'm confident to predict that secondary flows should remain healthy in 2023, probably with a similar skewed to value accretive MA. Energy, mining and large caps should continue to account for the bulk of issuance until we see rate stability. I think when the IPO market opens is probably a little more unpredictable and will be ultimately driven by the rate cycle, inflation, and I would say the broader market performance. But we're telling clients it could be first half 2023 and it could be a really good time for strong companies to access capital after a significant pause.
2: Look, I think the other thing we can take confidence from is that if we go back over 25 years, there's actually not been many periods where there's been a negative secondary market performance over over a a multiple period of years. It's only ever relatively been one year where we've had a negative performance. If you go back to the dot-com period, and then we had 9-11 and we had the Enron crisis. Yes, it was an extended period of negative performance for equity markets, but really that's the only one. And ECM activity always follows that secondary market performance. ECM activity has always come back in a relatively robust fashion. It's always come back much quicker uh, than you'd imagined on a, res- on, on a sustainable basis. There's also always been windows of opportunity, even in difficult market periods. And look, I think all of us have experienced hitting those windows of opportunity in down markets, but also we've been through enough cycles in our careers to see that these markets do come back and ECM activity does come back on a sustainable basis once you've been through a bit of a cyclical downturn.
1: Yeah, we, we can be optimistic about that and, and you, you made the point that even in down markets deals can get done. Um, and I'd say that this year was a year of creativity and good advice that was critical to execution. We had a couple of transactions, one for TC Energy, a $1.8 billion deal that was done in August, which is not a typical financing time. Uh, but it was done. There was no wall cross associated with that. And it was done at a reasonable pricing relative to their historical transactions. And it was for a growth project. Now, that growth was not immediate. It's through t- through time, an expansion of a gas line in, in Mexico, but very strong use of proceeds for a, a long-term client client. of ours that we absolutely want to stand behind. Uh, Other sort of creative transactions include doing deals on a Monday morning. We did one for Tamarack Valley, who bought an asset. Timing had to come together. It sort of divined itself to a Monday morning um, uh, M&A and and bought deal financing. That was done concurrently as well. Again, creativity, hoping that the market god shine on you was important around that time. But being ready. Uh, so that we're able to take advantage of that window. And and a variety of other transactions that were M&A related for issuers like WSP, who is a long-term consolidator and best-in-class operator. Uh, Markets are always open to those companies. They just have to find the best
0: creative ways to address them. You're being modest as well. You didn't mention your number one for 2022. So take <laughs> a victory lap. Um, it I, I ain't over yet. <laughs> I agree with you both. I think if there's one message that we're all circling around, it's that issuers need to be prepared. That's obvious. They need to be prepared. But they also need to be creative, and they need to be willing to do things differently, to try execution technologies, not to be a pioneer per se, but to do things in a way that are not just the old playbook. We hear that directly from investors as well. That's how they want to be accessed. And Nitin, the point you made about doing a Monday morning transaction, in a two-week period, we had a IPO utilizing a Walcross and a Cornerstone Investors. We had a block trade intraday on a Friday morning, something I don't want to repeat too often, an intraday Friday morning block trade, multiple at-the-market offerings, We had a regular, a normal follow-on, which is the anomaly in this group, and we had two wall-cross follow-ons. That is the new normal, in my opinion. That's the creativity. Use ATMs. Use convertibles. Use wall-crosses. Be willing to use risk and, of course, IPOs that are done in a way that attracts the investors that are the most important and most relevant to a deal, sometimes by accessing them many years in advance of the actual time of issuance. So what's your one sentence takeaway? Be creative, be willing to do things differently.
3: Be flexible and be ready. What do you think, Justin? I think the reset in markets that has occurred over 2022 has created some really good opportunities for companies and investors. 2023 is the year to act on these opportunities.
0: This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied.
2: It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.